0: You're listening to a Sin podcast made by young people at the Student Youth Network. For more Sin goodness, head to sin.org.au.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing podcasting, with unexplained three week gaps sporadically uh, while the hosts maintain that it's a weekly show. Also, it can be seen to be a podcast about a different way of experiencing cinema, with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin. And also, here is the man who can eat three shredded wheat. What does that mean? I don't it's know. It's me,
0: but here I am, and I'm... Okay, I'm eating all kinds of wheat. I've got rye. I've got uh, whole grain. And I've got... Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's been a tough week, hasn't it?
1: Think about, um, I don't know, Subway? And, <laughs> Subway and you've got, got nine figure. grain wheat. Yeah, there we go. Which is the
0: combination. It's like it's sort of sort of an, uh, uh, a squad of, of wheats. Yep. they get together, and they assemble, and uh, and they fight crime.
1: When I when I looked up taglines for this week, I saw that and I didn't understand it at all. And I thought, yeah, that's good for the podcast. <laughs> let's see how let's see how he can dance himself around this one because like yep. it's literally like, can you eat three shredded wheat? It's from Nabisco from the nineteen seventies. What?
0: Like, well, what is this? Can you is eat it... three shredded wheat? <laughs> can you eat? Three yeah. shredded wheat. So mayb- maybe it's yeah. three shredded wheat is the name of the brand. Wait, it's the it's the product and then can you eat is the question they're posing.
1: And uh, and sort of maybe. saying,
0: Can you eat this food? Maybe it's just the sequel to three blind mice.
1: <laughs> um we need to we need to explain our awareness Because yep. we this is the first episode in three weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, well we have a, a perfectly obvious reason, um I'm sure. Yep. What is it?
1: Well, you you, well,
0: (laughs) my I thought you were gonna take this one. Um, mine
1: I actually do have a valid reason. Um, we record the podcast on weekends, and um, and then we have it up by Monday, so it's as fresh and topical as ever. I unfortunately had a pretty crazy, hectic week at work because I think we have a roster of about. 10 to somewhere between 10 and 15 staff members and i think five people all in two weeks all decided to um take sick leave that week or go on a holiday so i was working um got paid big bucks and i spent it straight away (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about what on very soon oh right um yeah that's that's uh my uh that's my excuse now okay well well, hang on i'm what's your excuse well
0: all i've heard is you're working every day and what? What's this, a nine to five job? Is this a 12 to nine? No, no, 12 no. 12 to a close? Because I
1: was working, um, because I was covering other shifts of people that were higher up than me, I was often working between seven and eight hours, which means I would come in at about 12 o'clock or one o'clock uh, and finishing at nine o'clock, which yep. means that I had literally no time to go see a movie for like three <laughs> weeks straight at the cinemas. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. that's why it Fair took me enough. so long. Because we had other ideas for other uh, pods that we can do. We even have other art prepared for us by our artist, Oh, Eden. really? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, ready to go. of other, of other like um, I think she's got one ready for Pulp Fiction when we decide to get around to it. Oh, are you kidding? we feel like we're ready. <laughs> um, so so we were just like, oh, okay, either I wake up at like 7 o'clock in the morning, watch a movie, and then go to work. And then the next day, wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and record yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and that sounded exhausting and awful. So, oh, okay. That's why w- we decided to wait for 3 weeks.
0: I was going to grill you and uh and sort of imply what, like how how long does a podcast take to record, Scott, you know? An hour when you're working, you know. Y- you know, you can you can add another hour onto your 23-hour day. Yeah. You'd be working around the clock. Or I could But then uh, I forgot we actually have to we have homework for this podcast and we have to go to the cinema. Yeah, we Ugh. do.
1: This isn't as simple as a typical... And, like, I've uh, I've spoken about this. I'm doing um, some work for another podcast in which I'm listening to their entire back catalogue and um, paying attention to everything that they talk about. Yeah. And, man, they have it easy. Cause, yeah, um, right. they just talk about whatever the hell they want to talk about. <laughs> they don't have a topic ever. So, yeah, we, we study up and... Um, but i was i was thinking we should i should have um i'm i'm a radio and sound boy i i probably have access to a lapel microphone if i just ask some of my uh friends and colleagues oh, sure. lightly enough i could have i could have done the podcast at work yeah you
0: could have you like cuz this like obviously this podcast is something where we can do other things while we're recording you can you could yeah, do your for work example, for instance yeah for example i'm
1: laying down in bed right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: See that? Yeah, you know, and that's that's just one of the numerous tasks you can do while recording audio. I'm, for example, um, clipping my nails. Oh, you're clipping your nails. Um, you? no, I was just trying to. I was grasping, grasping at straws. Scott. You
1: were, you're actually right now running a 100 meter race, and you're only wearing um, uh, divers' shoes like flippers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what you're doing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Damn. That's you're why go- you can just hear if you. If you turn up the volume right now, really, really, really loud, you might very quietly in the background just hear like a... <laughs> <laughs>
0: How is it that I came up with nails and you came up with great stuff like being in bed and, and running with flippers? The improv. the improv. It's that all you about l- improv, baby. Yeah, you learn that you, this is what you learn in the radio industry. That's why you're so smart, Scott. Thank you so
1: much. That's literally the <laughs> nicest thing you've ever said to me. And also, on my idea of... Um, Having a lapel mic, there's yeah. a little bit of sizzle. That's another term that I learned from my three years or four years <laughs> in radio. Um, that's sizzle means to uh to kind of give the people what they want a little bit early and make <laughs> them stick around. Because later on, later
0: on, we're going to talk more about lapel mics. Hmm. Well, literally, yes. I'm going to okay. be talking <laughs>
1: about something similar like that in my pet peeve segment later uh, on in the oh, show. Okay.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. okay, I understand.
1: I got something else to say really quickly. Um, okay. I bought a PC
0: ah oh. uh, this morning okay i didn't yeah. know you could buy political correctness um, <laughs> i thought it was more more of a state of mind <laughs> oh
1: man Good. look this had, is had to um, redeem myself sorry. from the nail thing <laughs> <laughs> i i don't want to i don't want to talk about this for too long yeah. but um my my boss in the place that i work in um i think he's not he's not the um Oh, it's political correctness gone mad, kind of guy. Yeah, he's very um, middle of the road politically. Like he doesn't really follow it that much. He's uh, <laughs> my I I tweet some dumb stuff all the time, <laughs> and now he's he like follows me on Twitter, and I'm terrified to tweet anything now because I'm I'm worried that he's gonna he's comes up to me in the in <laughs> during my shifts, and he like <laughs> talks to me about what I tweeted. <laughs>
0: I That's did a tweet. Funny.
1: I did a tweet the other day about, um, I just, I screenshotted the world map and cropped in only Africa and I wrote, oh my God, I can't believe they actually named an entire continent over the song by Tota." (laughs) (laughs) And he came up to me the next day at work and was like, oh man, you, uh, you posted something really dumb the other day. (laughs) I'm like, man, (laughs) I don't know if he knows what shit posting is, but... (laughs) I'd like to think that he doesn't.
0: Next thing you know, he'll be listening to the podcast and being yeah. like, "Man, you guys have some some strong opinions on Ant-Man."
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz he's right down in the middle of the road. So if yeah. I say, "I think Ant-Man was good," he'll be like, "Foo." Yeah, a big call. <laughs> and it's like, "Well, what was it, Dave?" And he's like, Oh, is all right. I mean, I'd make some changes if I was in charge. Anyway. Yeah. Was,
0: <laughs> that is Let's move on. That is big middle tier just sort of <laughs> just yeah. like, oh yeah, I'd make change changes, but, things,
1: but, but I don't know what they are yet. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about Ant-Man. Ant-Men as this one is called, because it's it's about more than one ant. Person, I would have thought that the first movie would have been called
1: Ant Man, considering there were three Ant Men in that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There was Paul Rudd Ant Man. There was uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Bumblebee or something. Yeah, uh, yellow jacket. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, he's he's got a uh, he's got a yellow and black color scheme, so he must be <laughs> Bumblebee related. Uh Hank Pym is the other person I'm thinking of. By the way. Okay. Yeah. Three. Three Ant Ant-Men. What
0: do you think in the in a, th- in a third in what we might call the Ant Universe? <laughs> yeah. What would the uh, the bad guy in the third one be? Because in the first we had Yellow Jacket, and then we had is this one Weaver? What was her name? Ghost. The bug, lady? <laughs> Ghost. Oh, okay. Weaver. I thought she was supposed to look. I thought she was supposed to look like a bug, you know. Um. She looked a bit bug-like. Anyway, I thought there was a theme there <laughs> of bugs. But oh. I guess that's wrong because it's ghost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, complete your bit.
0: No, I, I was no, I was I was wondering, like, what what other bug <laughs> villain can we have? These movies
1: are good, and if you are talking about what a name for a villain would be in the third in a good series in a universe separate from the Marvel universe, could the third villain be Antpocalypse <laughs> because it's X Men <laughs> Apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> that's where
0: I was going there. Oh, I see. I see. It's separate from the universe. Spider-Man could be a villain. Oh yeah. Bug-like entity. I'm trying to think um, of other wasps, but I, I can't. <laughs> like other flying insects. Um, <laughs> yeah. Praying mantis. Praying mantis. That'd be a scary scary sort of villain.
1: Mantis is already in the Marvel
0: universe. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they should have bug force. Right. Bug force be
1: cool. Anyway, so um let's let's talk about the film. You yeah. we saw it a little bit more recently than I have so you might have more uh
0: opinions that are stronger um i liked the film i guess it was you know it's like the first ant-man it's fun enough and it's it's like it, i'm pretty sure that this is these are the most like light-hearted ones aren't they i think the first one was only rated pg I recall oh i don't know about uh.
1: rating um but i suppose this has less uh in the, in the funny you know, subsection of Marvel. I think this would be mm. a little bit tamer than your Guardians, so I can see yeah. the first one getting a uh, getting a PG rating.
0: I saw a lot of kids in the audience for this one, or well, there were a lot of kids' trailers before, and I was just wondering: is this is Ant Man more of a like a kids one? Like, even though they're all, they anyone can really watch them, but like, yeah, yeah I, was, I thought maybe because you know, kids like Spider Man so much, and maybe they're trying to be like, yeah, Ant
1: Man too. I think you were in the. The session for the Incredibles too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, they're both superhero films. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yep. You're and, right. And one of them's oh. one of them's for
1: entirely for kids, and the other one's half for kids. So easy to get confused there.
0: And, yeah, no, Mn and the Wasp. It was it was good. I liked that they. I li- I, li- I liked how it tied into the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Like no, you don't like it.
1: No, I don't know what you mean, because I think oh. that this is quite far away from the Marvel rest of the universe, at least from what we know has already happened oh, okay. in
0: our timeline Well, that hasn't happened here, and it's not really talked about at all. That's true. Um, oh, yeah, no, actually, that's that's a good point I mean I'm talking more when the movie opened and this is like directly after Civil war yes he's um he's confined to his house because he's been a naughty boy
1: it was much more civil war than it was infinity war wasn't it like it was almost yeah, as if yeah. I could totally imagine if this was actually um slated for release a little bit earlier like when people like Civil war was in people's minds a bit fresher I can totally see yeah, that being yeah. the
0: case that would have made it would have made sense to have released it yeah back then because I I, I kind of think it's cool that He's not really a superhero. He's just a guy who happened to use a suit one time, and so he's yeah. really just a normal guy. And he's being punished accordingly, like he, he's like any other criminal. Unlike all the other superhero film uh, superheroes that told they were naughty after Civil War, they run away, and they and he's just like ah crap, I'm left behind, and I have to go to jail. Um, so yeah. I, I liked that it opened there as a, as, but then at the end we get the and this is spoilers for Ant Man at the very end, sort of a mid credit scene is that. Ant-Man is... Hang on, hang on, hang on, the... hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. hang on. You just said um, spoilers for
1: Ant-Man, and then you Oh start no. talking. So you actually didn't give a proper spoiler warning there if you want to take a step back and, and make sure people don't accidentally get spoiled for
0: the biggest movie of this year. Let me just correct myself. And for those listeners that were thinking maybe this is spoilers for the first Ant-Man and not the second one, <laughs> um, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp spoilers... Um, Ant-Man is in... What's it called? The Quantum Realm. He's very small. Oh, man. I'm still... I'm still confused. you Give warning for Infinity War.
1: (laughs) That's what you're about to... (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't... I didn't stop you from saying Ant-Man spoilers to say, no, no, no. This is Ant-Man and the Wasp spoilers. I am not that oh, I am not that kind of person. I no, see no, where no. you're going with this. I'm not one of those it's past midnight so therefore it's tomorrow kind of guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like oh I just this has been a this has been an actual pet peeve for uh, for mine for 10 years now. I hate those people that um have the, that absolute stick up their butts where you're having a sleepover and you watch a movie yep. And then you say, man, that movie that we watched tonight was real good. And then they're like, don't you mean yesterday? Because it's over midnight. And I hate that person. And then I was watching John Mulaney's stand-up special on Netflix. And he covers it oh, yeah, really, right. really, really well. Where it's like, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> yeah. And stay oh. out. Uh, yeah, but. Ollie's trying to give a spoiler warning for Infinity War here and the credit scene for
0: this movie. I've messed up twice and it took me ages. Um, (laughs) um, Spoilers for all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Infinity War, in which there is big spoilers if you haven't already seen it. So at the end of this one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, supposedly Ant-Man, he just dived down into the, the quantum realm, which is where he's really, really small. So small that he's can't see him and then but then everyone who's sent him in there and they're like you know standing on earth normally and they've sent him down there and they're the only ones who can kind of bring him back they all disintegrate as a result of uh thanos in infinity war clicking his finger in which he eliminated or killed half the population of the planet and the universe and now Uh, what is your issue
1: well my issue is that um clearly the fact that we've seen the snap take place and where where scott was and he's not he's not under house arrest there he's on he's on a building and he's doing some quantum realms realm stuff to help the whole thing was like oh where's ant-man in infinity war oh maybe he's helping out maybe he's small but probably not he's just under house arrest during this scene but like that means that he at least at least because in infinity war that snap like there was a couple of days between that surely or at least yep, more than yep. one day which means that yeah. Ant-Man and Tank Pym and Evangeline Lily, you know, they all should have been like, oh, there's this absolute Titan on Earth right now, literally, like, just tearing everything up and there are these evil Squidward monster-looking creatures. Um, mm-hmm. What's all that about? But then they're just up on this roof collecting some quantum realm stuff. Like, I don't
0: understand... Do they know about all this? But they'd have to. Okay. Well, is it... They'd I don't have remember to. it being There's... covered on the news or any sort of media aspect in Infinity War. There is, I guess, there was oh in New York.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm like. like that's where the Squidward monster was before they took Doctor Strange.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: But then they went away. But I think one of them stayed on Earth for a little bit. The Squidward guy stayed. As uh, the Squidward guy left, yeah. I mean, because um, he was yeah. torturing Strange. But yeah, I was just watching that. I, I thought like, oh, we're not going to see the snap happen, because that would mean that there'd have to be reason for him. To not be helping out in Wakanda or whatever, but we do see the snap happen, and he's just hanging out. And it's not like it yeah, was an that's... unprecedented event. He would have had to have figured it out somehow. He is a superhero with connections to the other superheroes.
0: That's true. But then again, where does where does Ant-Man live? Does he live in New York? Would he you know? I don't know which San city he's is in. Is he, is yeah, he from San, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. I can. Yeah, which is um, which is on the other side of the state of the country. Yeah, so... but he's an ant. <laughs> yeah, jump on a
1: plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get yeah. Anthony or
0: whatever your your
1: aunt's name is.
0: I think the point was that he doesn't. He's not really like he's an Avenger in name, but he doesn't. He doesn't really care for being a superhero. He's he's just a dad. Uh, yeah, I he's guess a, he's a father. I guess. Yeah,
1: and like but the way that <laughs> they, the way that they explained it in Infinity War was he's under house arrest. He can't be here. Sorry, it's the law. Screw you guys. Which okay, fine. But yeah, now that we know that when the snap happened, he wasn't under house arrest, yeah. that's just what confused me.
0: Right, right. So, um, yeah, so it's just a couple of days difference or something like that. They probably definitely
1: explained this in the
0: movie, and I just missed it. Well, here's the thing there's a couple of plot holes in Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Well, not necessarily plot holes, just unexplained and how. Um, is one of them that Michelle M- Pfeiffer is
1: like super. Like, well, like, healthy and gorgeous it, after being in the quantum realm for 20 years? Yeah.
0: It was the first question I had, like, upon seeing the premise of the movie, like, upon, you know, the first opening scenes where they're like, she might be alive. What was she eating down there? You know? How is she alive? And then they don't explain that. She's just back and she's she's good as new.
1: She is, she's <laughs> definitely standing on two feet, even after being yeah literally microscopic for 20 yeah. years. And
0: I guess just the other plot hole that... Like, it's not like a plot hole. It's just one of those things that kind of... It trips you up for a second because you're like, how? Why? And, you know, that, that's the sort of things that take you out of the movie just for a second. You know, suspension of disbelief. And um, it was the fact that Ant-Man's been under house arrest for two years or something. Or it's three years since he last saw Hank Pym, at least. Mm-hmm. And since then, Hank Pym and his daughter have built this full-on laboratory... And I don't know. I was just thinking, like, you can't do that with two people. You need construction workers. It's a maybe. gripe. It's a little gripe, but it's it's worthy of
1: being a gripe. It is worthy of being a gripe. Um, yep. I maybe they um, they <laughs> just went to a uh, like a like a tip or a warehouse with lots of steel and stuff, and then they just yeah. shrunk down a whole bunch of steel. And then just bended it to the shape of a building <laughs> with their hands because they just made it really small. And then they just worked on purely tech for two years, which they can do.
0: I, I, I don't. I have no problem with them stealing all the stuff. Like they ha- clearly have the means. But like it wasn't. It wasn't a shambly looking laboratory. It was very pristine. Yeah, that's true. Well made. They spent a lot of time on aesthetic alone.
1: Yeah, it's so well made that they, uh, they spent the entire, basically plot of the movie trying to have people who want it real bad to not have it. All the baddies are like, oh, that looks so nice. I want it. And they're like, no. (laughs) We spent a lot on this. We got really good furniture for this place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, the other plot hole in this is why Lawrence Fishburne has a better role in half an hour of a Marvel movie than he did in two two full-on DC films, or three even, maybe.
0: (laughs) The thing is, I don't even remember him in... in, uh, in DC movies, what character is he? I think I think he's uh, he's Clark Kent's boss. Oh, okay, he's the newspaper dude.
1: Yeah, let me let me triple check this. Um, let's see. So he's in uh, Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel. He mm-hmm. plays. He's also in Hannibal. There we go.
0: Yes, he is.
1: He's also in a lot of CSI f- uh, shows, which uh, sizzle for my pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he plays Perry White
0: yeah okay yeah All right. so that's well, that's well I
1: had that's the boss well
0: I'll just I'll finish with my one other gripe of the movie um and that's that's um when you know when they explain stuff or when they explain plot mm-hmm. you know how movies like some sort of power is happening or magic or it's technology magic or it's science magic um They're just like, it's energy. And energy means nothing other than this solves plot problems. And we don't have to explain anything. And that was the whole thing with um, Ghost is trying to get energy from the lady in... The
1: quantum realm. Yeah,
0: she's trying to get it from her. And for some reason, she needs it directly from her. That's just like... It was just a bunch of mumbo-jumbo to kick things into place and have things happen.
1: It was... It was a stretch, but I kind of I kind of get it. There was some experiment that she was involved in, an explosion. Mm. And then yeah. her entire body basically phases in and out of existence or connects with the quantum yeah. realm in some way. So they need power from the realm to make her whole again. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, yes, that power is just energy. And they are convinced that the energy uh, can come entirely from this person that they believe is alive, but then don't team up with the other characters that are trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I just, I felt like when we first saw Ghost, it was like, Oh, this is a cool, this is a cool character. She can, she sort of phases and then kind of, it's a little bit of a twist where she takes off the suit and she's still phasing anyway. And you're like, Whoa. Yeah. I like that.
1: I did like that. And
0: then, and then I kind of thought, Oh, well, What's her deal? And it was, just, it was just really basic. Anyone could have thought of what her deal was. It was something bad happened to me in a science experiment. I need energy, and I need more. Otherwise, yeah. I'll die. I don't know. Was, what do you think of yeah. the
1: fact that she's a villain that had motives that were to not take over the world but just to become healthy and not necessarily to be evil, but she just knew that her life was the cost and she didn't want to pay that yeah. price. That part was good. Yeah, I liked that nice. it was different than Yellow Jacket, which all I remember was the fact that he just wanted control
0: of the particles and yeah. <laughs> Yellow Jacket. I remember <laughs> Get Yellow. <out> of here. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was like the big instigator for everyone realizing that Marvel is not learning their lesson with with villains. And yeah, just doing the same <laughs> thing all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep.
0: It's like, oh, we, we might be getting someone cool. Oh no, it's Ant Man, but he's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the same. Anyway, what are your thoughts on the movie?
1: I liked the movie. Um I'm yep. I'm a fan of, you know, me. I'm a fan of my uh my comedy and my superhero films, so this uh I like the Ant-Man first film not as much as you might think based on what I just said yep. that it's like what mm-hmm. I like, but um I think that Ant-Man as a character is very interesting and I'm glad that they decided to Use him in the cinematic universe, and I know that this was a plan from, from day one in 2008. They yeah. had, uh, they had plans to do Ant Man. It was going to be with your, with your boy. Oh,
0: yep, my Edgar Wright man. Yep, like I love, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Penner or? Oh yeah, my, th- Michael Penner. Yeah, Penner? I'd
1: say Penner. I Penner. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> he plays Louis or Louis. I can't remember that either. <laughs> man, did I even yeah. watch the film? <laughs> it's Louise. It's Louise. Is okay. Uh, so yeah. like the inclusion of him as comic relief, but not just look at me, I'm silly and I have a joke every scene, but like, I love the, yeah. I love the flashback scenes where it's like, and then, and then Scott said to me, I know I'm so heartbroken. <sighs> and then his voice is, uh, played over the top yeah. of Paul Rudd actually speaking that like that, that as a, as a concept is so cool. And I don't know if Ant-Man did it first or Drunk History. I love it <laughs> so, 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 so much. Yeah. And I think, like, it has... done a lot, but it's good. And in this film, it's the perfect place for it with that character. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the way that they've written that character from day dot works with that so well. But my favourite character, I think, in this whole... Well, I'm going to actually say that Wasp was my favourite character. And this should actually... I'm glad that this is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, If Mm -hmm. this was Ant-Man 2, that's dumb because this is much more to do with the Wasp than it is to do with with Scott. But I think my favourite character is... um, jimmy Wu, the guy that keeps on oh yeah coming around to scott's house and seeing if he's still there and the, the, the the scene at the end about them uh potentially going out and getting lunch was my favorite scene yeah. in the entire film like, why would i, I really say like that, that i don't i don't know why would you say that that's why i was confused and he's like yeah well that's Okay, like it's just perfectly the way that they stutter around their words, and then yeah. it eventually comes to, yeah. "Do you want to go out to lunch?" She's like, "Nah, <laughs> can't, can't go out to yeah. lunch." She's like, "Okay." Do
0: you know what's strange? What's strange is like this movie, like the the first Ant Man, which I expected to be funny because it was originally written by Edgar Wright, wasn't that funny? Well, I didn't think it was that funny. And this one, which wasn't originally written by Edgar Wright, is is really funny. Yeah, and it has like. It has scenes in it that are just there to be funny, like like with um the one with Michael Penner explaining the history, and Um, also when um his
1: name is pronounced Luis and not Louis or Louis, you idiot. Okay, fair enough. enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and
0: also that scene where uh Scott is possessed by um Michelle Pfeiffer, and Mm. he's and he's being very feminine, and that that was a really funny scene too. I think so too.
1: Yeah, and uh. Every time he like, and I think like Scott as well. Like I wouldn't. I wonder if um, this was a case of Paul Rudd, like, like if they actually had like Michelle Pfeiffer in the scene doing it, and then they tried to get Scott to, or oh, sorry, not Scott, um, Paul Rudd to, like, try to imitate it as much as possible. Or if they just said, yeah, be feminine, yeah. it would be, you know, a different. You know, it would be different for, like, you know, the MCU or whatever, like this is, this is something funny that we haven't done before. So just do it. Or if I actually did like a, uh, like what, what's the, what's the infamous story? Um, the actress who played uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Oh yeah. Stood in and played in the scene, in the practice runs for a scene, uh, actually did her acting in that way so that Emma Watson could try to emulate that or it might be vice versa. Bellatrix was playing yeah. as uh Hermione or something.
0: Who was who? Oh yeah, so yeah, be- Bel- uh, Helena Bonham Carter is in the scene, but she is she is Hermione. So Hermione is is uh pos- possessing or is taking the form of Helena Bonham Carter. Bellatrix. Okay, so yeah, so Helena Bonham Carter so, so, yeah. was in was on set and like
1: and Emma Watson yep. had to studied how she like had to How she moved and spoke and her cadence no, and El- stuff. No,
0: he- no, no, no. Opposite, opposite. Okay. <laughs> Bellatrix had to study how Hermione worked. Yeah? No. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure you did just say two different things. Yeah. I've, I'm well, pretty sure. What happened was
0: I... I- <laughs> You were you were wrong, but then I used their character names, which was wrong. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, we're both idiots. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> but yeah, like you're you're right. Like, was um was Michelle Pfeiffer on set? We wonder. I, I would like to see that scene, and she has to watch then Paul Rudd, and he did a good job because he doesn't really overact it. Yeah, he's just it's it's just it's just subtle things and the way he's looking. And stuff like that. Yeah, he's not like he's not like like I don't like I hope this isn't like a risky thing to say
1: or whatever. But like, it'll be easy for a for a male actor to act feminine and start like flopping his hands around, you know, like oh, shush you, and like moving like your wrist, You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. he just appeared like soft, you know, like yeah, yeah, and kind, which was yeah. Good. You know,
0: you're absolutely right. Like it, it wasn't a man, you know, impersonating a woman. Yeah, it wasn't a caricature. I think that's the word. Yes. It's not a caricature. That's the, yes, that were, we're good at
1: podcasting and words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you end up watching the trailers?
0: Yes, I did. Um, they, they show a lot, I guess. The, I mean, there was, there was no big twists in this film, really. Uh, do they imply that Michelle Pfeiffer is possibly alive? In the trailers? In the trailers, yeah.
1: I um, can't remember if they do. I don't think they do either. I think they just kind of show off mm. like the hey look this is a big thing getting small and here's a small thing getting real big.
0: <laughs> oh actually no they must because I've seen Michelle Pfeiffer from posters. So we know she's in it. But the I mean the trailers showed a lot. They show um they show like the whole military in the field where the the building was and when the building disappears in the movie like it shrinks and then behind it you see all the SWAT team there. And in the movie, they show the SWAT team in that location. So ah, okay. So, I guess that, that little element of surprise is lost. And, um, yeah.
1: But, yeah.
0: I can't, like, ultimately, nothing in the movie surprised me anyway, even though I didn't see, I didn't see any, you know, any trailers or anything. But there was no s- thing where I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. You know, like, every city. It was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Ant-Man in a city and he's, and stuff being big and small.
1: Well, yeah, a minute ago <laughs> when you said I don't think there was any big twist in this, I started thinking like, mm. oh, actually, yeah, that's right. Like, I I think it was because I assumed that I had seen the trailers a lot that I just didn't have that element of surprise. But yeah, now that I think about right. it, yeah, it's not real. Like, you as a fan of Ant-Man and the Avengers and Marvel in general, like, yeah, they just kind of set out to save this person and then they did and then all was well basically it except the and that's the FBI is being bad and uh and Michelle Pfeiffer looks so much like Evangeline Lilly as an older lady oh (laughs) oh my god I legitimately thought that Evangeline Lilly was aged up to play Janet like old for a minute I was like who is yeah yeah like mm, I think they look very similar
0: um and and I'll, I think the only other thing I'll say about it is that I, I bloody love Ant Man's superpower because it's not as we mentioned the other week. All the all of the Marvel people just have the power of super strength. Yep. Whereas Ant Man has actually something genuinely cool. I don't know. It, like it's different. Yeah. And I've not. You don't really. You haven't seen that power in anything else. I don't think. That's not in X Men. It's not anywhere else really. So they've got they've got a lot of ground they can cover. That's. Essentially, you know, they can be original with it.
1: There was, you, a, but... um, there was an episode of Flash that I watched earlier on in the year mm-hmm. where um, the, the trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp came out. And then about three weeks later, an episode of The Flash happened in which a character can shrink and grow things with, like, a small mechanical device and um yep. the character throws it in a building <laughs> the building shrinks really small and then he picks it up and that was exa- that was like the first shot of the first trailer yeah. when he uses it as like a suitcase and i was like oh yeah oh, right. this is uh, <laughs> someone someone snitching on someone here either <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not sure who really thought of this one first but i reckon it might have been
0: marvel but <laughs> yeah, Bloody, yeah I, I would say so yeah. um so what what did you give what do you want to give ant man
1: Um, I'll give it a distinction. I'll give it a distinction for it being very fun and funny and right up my alley starring people that I really like and characters that I've learnt to love, especially Jimmy Mm. Woo. Um, and, but I'm not giving it a HD for the fact that, yeah, there was no real big twists or turns or emotional moments or much like that. It was just a bit of a romp, which is fine for, which like it is a romp and that's perfectly fine if that's what you want and that is what I want but like there is room for it to become excellent if it did have those elements so a distinction for me
0: it's a fun movie that I wouldn't mind watching again but it's not it's not really like any new ground or anything other than the fact that I like the fight scenes and the the creative ways they were using him going big and small and stuff like that um but yeah other than I think probably low distinction as well just you know, it's a it's your run of the mill Marvel almost. The some uh, good stuff. good some.
1: The scene where Paul Rudd was the size of a small child in a primary school was really good as well. Oh, that, that's right. And he's he's <laughs> <That's> running the... <laughs> around with a with a hooded jacket and he's looking yeah. full on at. <laughs> I
0: I can imagine they had like a writers meeting making this movie and they're like. What, is, what are some creative ways we can use Paul Rudd being a different size? And they're like, oh, we could put him in a school and, he lo- and he's the size of a kid.
1: <laughs> and there's a teacher that's like, hey, where's your whole past kid? And then he just runs <laughs> yeah. away and he doesn't do anything about it because that's exactly how a small child would act. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, looked, I, He uh, looked
0: very weird, but yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I, just, I loved the... Definitely had like an ET feel with oversized clothes and like not looking at the camera and stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like, again, I really want to point out the fact that I really like Ghost as a character, not so much as the um, the fact that her whole method was to just extract um, energy, like you said. I don't think that's great writing, but I really do like her position as being a character that doesn't want to destroy the world, just wants to keep living and theoretically become a good guy, which is what it seems like she's going to be kind yeah. of doing. So that's good. She just wants to live. Yeah, good point. And she just says, hey, Lawrence Fishburne, can you help me out? Because Michael Douglas is a dickhead. And then, <laughs> and then Lawrence Fishburne's like, oh, boy, do I agree about the fact that Michael Douglas is a dickhead. And then they team
0: up. <laughs> do you think it could be, the sequel could be Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Ghost?
1: Oh, I love that. I, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Ghost uh, featuring Jimmy Woo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or it could be called Ant-Man a wasp and a ghost walk into a bar.
1: Mm. (laughs) Ant-Man squared, uh, (laughs) wasp squared, because you can get Michelle Pfeiffer to play wasp again. They have two different suits, so it all works. Uh, And ghost and uh, (laughs) featuring Luis and Jimmy Woo (laughs) on on their side adventure, not like having like a friendship and that it's just them going out to lunch a lot featuring Lawrence Fishburne not being in DC anymore.
0: <laughs> I would love just a really long convoluted title that explains <laughs> all the characters that are going to be in the movie. That'd be good. I love that as well. All right, let's move
1: on. Let's. Uh, you want to do a cackle or should I do a peeve?
0: Yeah, I'll do a cackle. First
1: time listeners of the show, cackle stands for critically acclaimed or critically lame We're not just... Absolutely losing our minds saying whatever comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to do a cackle? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the
0: soundbite for the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so critically acclaimed, critically lame. I give Scott two synopses of two different movies. One is bad, one is good, or yep. at least that's how they're received by critics. And they're both in the form of a haiku to make it a little bit difficult. Um, so here are two haikus. This is the first one. you got to tell me which is which. describes a critically acclaimed film and which describes a critically lame film. Okay. Okay. So first one is, author's fictional spy novel published as nonfiction becomes spy.
1: Okay. I like that All idea right. as a concept for a yep. film. All
0: righty. And the next one is, evil businessman plans to blow up all gold, so only he has gold.
1: That sounds counterproductive.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's, I th- well, what I was trying to get at is that he has some gold, so he wants to blow up everyone else's gold. That's oh, okay. The... <laughs> I thought
1: he wanted to gather it all up <laughs> so
0: that he could blow it up and be like, well, if I can't
1: have it, you can't have it. Yeah. The shrapnel of uh, yeah. it is mine. Um, so yeah, there. You, both there of you those go. sound. Both of those sound interesting. Um, what could the the gold one possibly be? <laughs> like, what film is that? You know, like I can't even think. Like, like I'm thinking of a. Uh, I feel like I've got a few. Like, oh yeah, I could totally see this film that I'm aware of that I don't know the plot of really. Be oh, that's actually. The first one, because I just don't know the plot, but I feel like it kind of adds up. But with this, this gold one, there's, <laughs> is it Holes? That movie Holes? <laughs> <laughs> That's an Australian film for everybody who don't know what we're talking is about.
0: That, is that an I, Australian film? <laughs> okay. I think so. Let me look that up. It's its not Holes, I'll tell you that. Um, oh, it's not Australian. It's American.
1: Uh. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it. And Sigourney oh, Weaver. Yeah.
0: What? Yeah, big big budget film that one.
1: Well, there we go. What does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, uh,
0: 68. Oh, 78. Not a bad film. Oh. Mm, okay.
1: Okay. Um okay, so I feel like I feel like uh the spy idea uh, it sounds like it's right up the uh, the alley of, of being a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm thinking um, that movie that's literally called Spy. Um, with- <laughs> but I think the whole point of that is like, she's a good spy, but no one believes that she would be a good spy because of reasons. Uh-huh. I, I think that's the plot for it. And now I'm thinking as well, is that Johnny English? Did he? Was there ever a writing element in Johnny English I don't know about?
0: Maybe that's why he's called Johnny English.
1: All I remember about... <laughs> very good. All I remember about the Johnny English films is that the front cover says, he knows no fear, he knows no danger, he knows nothing. Which I yep. th- thought was literally the funniest thing I've ever seen as a kid. And that's all that... that movie. Yep. I've seen the movie, but that's all I remember. So I'm going to say the... <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... Because uh, I'm going to say the first movie is critically... Uh, Oh, God, I don't... Is Johnny English good or bad? Because <laughs> I remember it being funny <laughs> as a kid. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, but is it good? <laughs> or did we just like it? No, I, rec- I, I reckon it's probably bad. I'm going to say that the first movie is critically uh, lame and the one about
0: the gold is critically acclaimed. You are ding-da-ding-da-ding correct.
1: <laughs> yes, finally. it's. It has been a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I've 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 been getting better at tricking you lately. I thought I'd get you again here, but no, you've seen past my ruse. So what's going on is, uh, so the evil businessman blowing up all the gold is um, Goldfinger, James Bond film. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I only and know it has the Craig Bonds.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and it has about ninety-seven uh, percent. I'm not in tomatoes. Whew. And the 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 main villain in it. He is a, like a, a gold tycoon, like he owns a lot of gold, mm-hmm. and he wants to uh, put a nuclear bomb in Fort Knox to blow up all the government's gold. I don't know. Right. Like it's, it's still a weird plan, <laughs> regardless of if it's a good movie. Is he okay with
1: casualties? Because I don't think he's going to develop a, a gold-only bomb. He just needs a regular bomb. Um, <laughs> yeah
0: <know>? I, <laughs> I i think yeah he doesn't care for casualties um is
1: is Goldfinger uh, the movie as beloved as Goldfinger the video game?
0: Are uh, you're thinking of gold and I? They're the same thing. Come on no, nope, no nope. <laughs> and it, uh Goldfinger is the basis for Austin Power's gold member. Yeah, it sure is, baby. I know <laughs> Man, Beyonce
1: is in that movie, isn't that weird to think about? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the most the most beloved feminine icon of all time. <laughs> well not of all time, but of, of our generation, I suppose, was in a movie called mm. Gold Member. <laughs> so dumb. So first they got Goldfinger and then they got Golden Eye. What what's bloody next? Say eh? bloody mm. golden toe? <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right, and what's the yeah, what's the other? one? Uh, that is called True Memoirs of an International Assassin. You might have seen it crop up on Netflix. <laughs> it stars it stars Kevin James.
1: Ooh, great <laughs> so, start.
0: So it's off to a rough start and I do believe it has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Oh. Well, wow. it is bad. But the premise is good. You got to give it the premise. You got to give a point. You yeah. got to give one percent for the premise. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, we're not comedians, and Kevin James is like officially like he's a comedian. Like he's a stand-up. I think it. Uh, he was at some point. Do you reckon? Uh-huh. Do you reckon if we were given that premise, you and I could <laughs> script a, an actual action comedy that's well received
0: with that premise? Absolutely. Absolutely, we'd we'd get a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm positive of it. I reckon with a plot that that like laid out
1: in front of you. All right, get this. Yeah. He reckons that he is a spy, but he ain't. Let's make him a spy, and he acts. He gets real. <laughs> he gets sad because he don't know how to do being a spy. That's yeah. done like that. We've got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Three yeah. reviews. Because the, <laughs> the whole the whole thing is um he he writes a novel, but it's fiction. And then the publisher purposely calls it like a true story so that it will sell more books. Yeah. And then and then he gets into a whole bang of mischief because someone <laughs> thinks it's true and they come after him. And yeah, bloody Kevin James in the True Memoirs of an International Assassin. Alright. <laughs> I like um, that. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I hope you do, and tell me tell me what it's like. We can talk I'm about g- it next time. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Hey, let's...
1: uh, let's, uh Let us let me get angry about something. Oh. Morally. Morally. World's worst God fucking God, God. It's time for Pet
0: the- Peeves. All right, you annoyed this week? Yeah, How I'm
1: annoyed this week. I, I think I got okay. this idea f- from watching Ant-Man, but it didn't really do it. Not okay. that bad, right? Mm-hmm. We all know, and this is a trope in itself... We all know that when your character is going undercover, and your character mm. got to get some information from those mobsters, baby, and those mobsters, they're they're sipping on their cigar. They're sipping on their cigar. <laughs> that that doesn't work. They're they're just sipping off the ash from the end of it. Yeah. Um, and they're all like, "We gotta we gotta do this business deal," but little do they know. Our protagonist is wearing a wire. Ah, mm-hmm. wearing okay. a lapel mic.
0: Now that's We've fine. We've seen this before.
1: Because there's yeah. a real thing that people do. And oh, hey, he's wearing a wire. Then they bang 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 Pop pop pop. They shoot. <laughs> that's fine. But what I yeah. what I hate, and this happens in most of the movies. I think it happened in Black Panther, um, mm-hmm. as well. When they're when they're being undercover and they're in like this party, and then like a like one of the uh the bad big bosses security guard that's like not nearby the security guard but like a little bit off like yep. looks looks at this character your protagonist and then the protagonist like save the save the lapel mic is in like the collar of his shirt or her shirt they like mm-hmm. grab the collar and like look down into it and go they're onto us right yeah you know they could have just been looking at you, and then what you're doing is you who who that yeah. whoever who is not wearing a wire ever speaks into their collar? <laughs> you know who,
0: <laughs> that's a good point.
1: So someone's just that someone's kind of like gives like a bit of a side eye, and then they like grab their gun a little bit tighter and they're like, <laughs> roll up all of the sleeves on your right arm to look into the elbow and go, I think they're onto us. <laughs> no one else is ever looking into <laughs> yeah. their elbow like that at any point. Then they probably weren't onto your champ, But now they are. Cause you just spoke into your body. <laughs> no one else was around, you just spoke out loud to nobody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're pretending like the, to go that's... up to a guest and being like, hey, I think they're onto us. And then the guest will be like, huh? What? And then like you kind of give a wink like Hey, I needed to say that out loud, but I needed to be, you know, sneaky about it. Someone else just heard me say that and now they know to come in and send backup. That would make sense. But this you're just in an empty room. They're on to us. You dickhead. Who you're talking out loud.
0: <laughs> Moron. Yeah, it's like you're they're making direct eye contact with the person they're suspicious on and they just like <laughs> slowly turn towards their watch and are like, I think. <laughs> They might be watching me. <laughs> and they keep remaining eye contact. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bring back up. If I stand still, he can't see me. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is a good that is a good pet peeve Thank you. And yeah, that, I yeah.
1: can't I I don't think there's any like examples of it online. It's just like the whole the the whole trope is wearing a wire to get information but this is like a very specific subset that i just think completely negates the point of wearing a wire and uh it happened in ant-man i think when uh evangeline lily was walking into that room with the baddie and then there's a character that's like behind her and then she says Mm -hmm. oh they're onto us i think but like because he's behind her she doesn't like break stride. She just says it very quietly under her breath. So like, it's okay because oh, yeah. they don't see that her lips move or anything. So I thought, yeah. you know, if she if she leant into her collar, that's when I would have been mad about it. But she, they they get a yeah. pass.
0: Ant Man and the Wasp, and that we know about the science of lapel mics. And you, if it's if, if it's positioned correctly, you don't have to look at it.
1: And you everyone can, else you can talk is, anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And the people that probably put the lapel mic on the protagonist is a tech wizard that's in the car out the front so they would do it right yeah
0: and you and the whole point is to record other people not yourself you, you know normally yeah. it's to record people you're talking to so it has to be it has to pick up enough volume that it can get people away from you as well as people like you you know your own mouth
1: it's funny because as you and i both are aware and have done some sound work in the past that it's like the protagonist is trying to be all stealthy and and sneaky and quiet, and they bring their collar up to their body as if to like cough into it. But then they go, "I think they're onto to us." And then the person in the, the person <laughs> yeah. in the car is like, they throw their earphones across
0: the room, like, "Ow, oh, <laughs> yeah. ow, oh, that hurt." Yeah. <laughs> Uh keep keep that idea. We, let's not publish that in the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's a <laughs> okay, <idea>. yeah, <laughs> we'll put that on the YouTube channel. We'll turn it into a sketch. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's yeah. my pet peeve this week. I, I'm glad that that turned out to be a good one.
0: I guess we are wrapped up for the show.
1: Yeah, we done we done some games this week, haven't we? All? we did a movie talk and we made some. Oh. Uh, we explained why we were bad boys for the last three weeks.
0: There were good times. Mm. There were bad times. There were Scott times. And- and then non-Scott times where you weren't here and I was just alone. Yeah. And then... Uh...
1: <laughs> Which I think we should put not in the Sin uh, version of the show, but in the podcast bit of the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 we definitely... All right, great. <laughs> uh,
1: let's, uh, let's wrap up for this week. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, hey, Ollie, we're, we're approaching 50 episodes. Are you Cyril? I think this is forty-seven. Yeah, hmm. yeah,
0: 40, 46 for Jurassic World. Oh, cool. Okay, well, we're gonna have, have to do a special movie. That's we're it. Do it's gonna be like some. It's gonna be like nothing at the cinema, and it's gonna be like skyscraper or something like Yeah, that. <laughs> very special.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you yeah. wanna if you wanna stick around and listen to what that special is gonna become, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. Or we'll automatically download all the new episodes of the show onto your phone or wherever you listen to your podcasts on, uh, make sure to uh, send us an email. If you like, if you want to get in contact with the show, you want us to read out a question, you can do that by hitting us up on Gmail, which is uh, podcast at gmail.com. The same for Facebook, that's just facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. The only difference is Twitter, which is twitter.com slash ignoranceispod. Uh, and also we have a a Tumblr account now run by our good friend Eden, who is our artist for the, for the show. Uh, she's putting together her takes on the movies that we watch, posting high quality art and, uh, posting like gifts and like analysis of the films that we talk about. So it's really cool, really interesting insight, uh, into the films that we are too silly to discuss on the pod uh, so that is ignorance is this podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out before we go into the haiku for this episode to people um, in the Podmates Facebook group, which uh, I post uh, the episodes into on that Facebook page and get a lot of responses. So thank you if you're listening uh, and you are from that page. Uh, I want to give a particular shout out to Phil Better and uh, Jason Croxon. Those two are podcasters that are on the page. Uh, their podcasts are The Feel Better Show, which is obviously run by Phil, not Jason. And uh, the other one is A Conversation With that was run by Jason Croxon. I listened to an episode of A Conversation With uh, where the two of them got together. So it was like really cool because it was like my two faves. Like It was like a crossover episode. You know what I mean, Oh,
0: Oh, yeah. I see. I see what you're saying.
1: Uh, so uh, I just want to plug their shows because A Conversation With uh is a podcast about topics so he gets guests in and uh the guests say what they want their topic to be about and then for an hour they just talk about that topic and try to, you know, talk to Jason about why that topic is a good thing or a bad thing or whatever reason and then they ask each other questions. It's really interesting and funny. And the Feel Better show um is about whatever the hell, as long as it's, you know, conversational, which is nice. I was just listening to their podcast about Deadpool 2 um, he and his girlfriend just roasted each other for the first four and a half minutes. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have some very similar and very differing thoughts about Deadpool 2. So it was cool to get that uh, differing opinions. And of course, I think it's really good that, um, you know, they've talked about our show sometimes on their show. So I'd like to return the favor and give up that plug there. Ollie, both of those boys are big Iggy's fans, which is awesome as well. Oh, um, very cool. Yes, and uh, so yeah, thanks guys. I'm going to be on um, a conversation with soon, I think. I, um, oh, cool. uh, Jason asked me and said, you got to get on the show, and I said, don't you worry about that, baby boy, because I know exactly what my uh, my topic's going to be. Ollie, <laughs> you know what that topic's going to be, don't you?
0: Kanye West.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right, baby. I'm going to force <laughs> someone to listen to me talk about Kanye West and why he's not a bad person <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up the show. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, as always, that we do at the end of every episode of Ignorance is this, we uh, end the show with a haiku based on the film that we watched. And this week it was Ant Man and the Wasp.
0: A team of heroes, led by a fast-talking lad, Batman and the Romp. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs>
1: Oh that's right. oh that's up there. That's up that's top five.
0: <laughs> Good night, Australia. Good night. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to a Sin podcast from sin.org.au. Hope you liked it. Scott is currently just getting some batteries for his microphone. I'm still recording. He obviously had to stop. That's why I had to get batteries. But I can just just can hear him in the background just going Mum Mum. Batteries, batteries, mum. Yeah, he's on a he's on a bit of a goose chase. Where is he going? Oh, I heard a cough. Where is he going though? Where is he going mentally, physically? Is he going to a, a state of mind that's going to help him record the rest of the podcast, or is he going into a state of mind that's subtly making him upset his mother? She tried looking for the batteries, but to him, I wonder whether he sees this as a sort of act of futility, and it's brought on by him and his presence in the house. And maybe he doubts himself and whether or not his mum, Mrs. Martin, really loves him. Or if his dogs like him. We just don't know. And also, I'm very bored. Bored wondering where he is. I'm wondering myself where the batteries are, because it's about this point when you start to consider, where are the batteries in my house? I know I have some. I know I bought... Maybe a packet or two, but um, sometimes I keep them in in the top drawer of my desk. But I know I looked there the other day, and all I saw was um, some Centrelink forms. So I know that's not that's not where they are. And I can't remember what kind of batteries I bought. It could have been AA. it could have been AAA. And I know I had to buy a special kind of one when I went with a smoke smoke detector. That was a special battery, and that cost like seven dollars. And the price of batteries these days just doesn't want to have to fork out the money and this is why they they're having trouble finding them now. And why is it that why is it that they chose plus and minus for the for either side of the batteries? For the yet wire batteries um why are they charged? Why are they charged with electrons? How did physics bring us to a point or our understanding of physics at least, how did it bring us to a point where we understood that you need to contain energy within a small cylindrical object, and each end needs to have a positive and a negative. I guess it's because it needs to be positive and negative to charge, as we all know with electrons. Neutrons is on the negative side, and positrons is on the, the positive side. <laughs> I personally know which one I'd like to be. The wholesome one of the two, the positivetron, um, which, is, which is actually what they named one of the transformers after he was just called um looks on the bright side of tron optimus was his nickname and he actually led the transformers and when he when he first took on megatron it was difficult for him to oh hi <laughs> i'm just, sorry i've just been um huh no i was um i was I was just discussing um, Michael Bay's films.